Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Hello. I feel like we haven't been here in a long time. But because we did two, oh, you weren't here last I week. I wasn't here last week. And I, I did was. Tuesday in a different room, so it M-I-A. technically didn't even happen. Um, welcome to Marissa Explains It All. I'm Marissa Mendez. Uh, what do I do first? I introduce everyone or then I say the stuff? You right? introduce everybody. Okay. Joyce is here. Ariella is here. Prime's here. We have a special guest. My girlfriend, Jocelyn, a.k.a. at Meet the Industry on Instagram. <laughs> Hi. Do people like... With people like with, when you have Instagram names that aren't your name, do people ever see you in public and be like, "Meet the industry"? All the time. <laughs> so really? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I should probably put my name, but it's fine. I'll go with it. <laughs> and then she's also behind. Do you have a? Does Hire Women have um? Yeah, its own Instagram page or no? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Hire Dash Women. Okay. Dot Women. Yeah. You're right. Thanks, Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna talk you. to Jocelyn about all the fire ass girl power ass shit that she um, does. And you can join the MEIA mob by listening to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Dash Radio's talk station on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. EST. No, ET. What, do you, what is it? EST. Yeah, EST, right? Um, YouTube slash Marissa Mendez for clips. And Patreon is launched? Yes. Patreon uh, is launched. Patreon is launched. <laughs> okay, that's a big announcement that I gave a lackluster intro to, huh? Okay, let's start all over again. Guess what, everyone? Big news. Give me like a big news. There we go. We have officially launched Patreon. (laughs) Thank you. There we go. (laughs) Um, So I know nothing about Patreon. So can someone in here tell us what the address or whatever is and what is on it? Well, everybody, <laughs> I believe that if you just search Marissa Explains It All on Patreon, you'll be able to find us. Okay. Prime, so can you validate that? We'll yes. have a link to it on our Instagram. And in the SoundCloud description and on my Twitter. And, and in the iTunes description. And in my Instagram. And give us money. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So there's <laughs> multiple tiers. Um, the really cheap tier is like two bucks a month, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Break yourself, fool! And you will get the full episode on YouTube. You will get exclusive videos from me. Yes? Yep. Right? Okay. Uh, work with me here. I know we did other stuff. There's uh. You get Q&As with Marissa. Hit her in the stories. We'll set that up. We'll uh, explain everything um, on the Patreon for you guys to go follow. Um, you're getting exclusive content. We got merch for you guys. We setting Ooh, up. Hella fire merch. Yes, yes, yes. So y'all got to subscribe. Oh, behind the scenes of photo shoots, um, different content that we're not putting on here, stories and things like that. The the um, merch, you can also purchase it. We're going to be launching our Shopify this weekend as well, which by the time this is out, it will be launched. Um, and I believe that's just Marissa Explains It All dot Shopify dot com. Yes. See Senorita. Prime looks concerned and confused. (laughs) Um, And we're going to have merch on there as well. And okay, yes, all of the information will be on Instagram. And then one of our highest tiers on Patreon includes um, you can come sit in on the podcast with us and spend a day with us in L.A. and ride around in a motherfucking uh, low rider like a motherfucking boss. So check out our Patreon and give us money so we can keep giving you cool things. Right. Facts. That's okay. awesome. Um, now that that's out of the way, let's start off with the most important, first and foremost, of everything. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. For real. Um, this has been a rough week. And right before, um, two days prior to Nipsey's passing, it may have even been one day, um, a friend of mine passed away as well, Hassan. He ran the Twitter page, Only Hip Hop Facts. Mm. And um, he committed suicide. Um, so, and it... For me personally, that really fucked with me because I spoke to him multiple times in the last month. 
Um, he moved here from another country. I cannot recall where, somewhere that's not here, obviously. Um, moved here alone, and he'd already been having success with the the Twitter page and wanted to come here and work with Rock Nation and work with Jay-Z and Angie, and he had these, these big dreams. And um, he'd gotten in contact with Ebro in 2016, I believe. And Ebro fucked with his vision and what he was doing and how well he was running the, the hip hop facts page and invited him up to Hot 97 where we were all able to connect with him, myself, Scotty, Laura, Rosenberg, Ebro, obviously, Juanito. And um, he's he's been really great at keeping in touch since then and keeping us abreast of what he's been doing. I, I know I don't do the best job at that and keeping in touch with people. Um, nope. And he would, uh, you know, DM me and tell me, you know, he had gotten, um, I believe it was an internship or something at Rock Nation. He was working with Lenny S. He was working with Angie and he was doing these great things. And I'm, I'm not sure, like, you know, again, we didn't keep in con constant contact or anything. And um, I want to read actually our last conversation. It's fucking with me so fucking bad. Um, uh, let's see. Hassan. Okay. He had messaged me on February 4th and said, hey, I need help. And I said, what's up? And he said, I'm sorry, I'm drunk tripping out. Never mind this. I said, okay. I just thought it was like some silly drunk stuff. And then he said, I moved across the globe here and I keep resorting to people I look up to for some sort of guidance. It's a stupid method. You're free to block me to not have to go through this again because I won't be adding to your life. And I, I wish now... God, I'm about to cry. I wish that, like, I had realized that he was really going through it. I kind of just felt like, you know, maybe he was just one of those emo people that is like, I'm an idiot. Sorry for me. You know, like, I, I just, I didn't realize the severity of it. And so I just left it. I didn't want to, I thought he was probably embarrassed. You know, when we're all drunk, we just say stupid shit and yeah. text dumb things. And so I didn't want to, like, keep the conversation going and make him feel any more stupid. So I just wanted him to feel, like, totally, completely fine. And so he texted me two days later and he said, I had a bad night the other day. I'm sorry for hitting you up. Please, let's act like that never happened. And I took that as like, he was kind of in a silly mood. So I wrote back like, LOL, LOL, you know, it's all good, bro, with me. And so that was that. And then um, when I went to New York uh, or Jersey, rather, uh, for Carol's birthday last month, I was leaving on March 13th. I remember it was her actual birthday. And I was in New York. I was about to go to JFK to leave, but I had like two, three hours to kill in the city. And I tweeted, I'm like, does anybody have weed? Want to pull up on me and smoke? I'm downtown. And I was waiting for my boy to come pick me up and he was taking me to JFK, but that was probably going to be for at least like another hour. And um, Hassan had DM me and was like, yo, I got, um, I got, weed if you want to pull up I'm in Midtown or whatever and I was like all right bet I'm gonna let you know I'm trying to see where my ride is at and then I'll hit you or whatever and my ride ended up coming up early and I never hit him back and then we spoke the next day I was like on my fault or whatever and I I I wish so bad that like I had gone like who fucking knows mm. if one conversation might have fucking inspired him to mm. you know like not be you know I know he was battling depression and I don't want to put that all on myself. Like, oh, I could have saved his life or something. But I, I just, I say all that to say, you know, and, and again, I don't, I don't, I'm not putting it out there to be like, what was me? Fuck me. But I just say all that to say, like, please, if, if someone is reaching out to you and, you know, mm -hmm. let's yeah. be more aware of that. And, and, you know, I, I really might've been able to do something, you know, but like just knowing that he was like really going through with it fucking sucks and I know a couple of my peers also tweeted you know um as I actually outrageous say you know he also you know was reaching out and I just feel like we get caught up so much in our own stuff and there's a lot of pride and ego and and it, it's not like I'm saying I had pride or ego but it's like you know I I, I never wanted to like do too much and make him feel silly like I said like that's why I kind of just let that go because I knew he might have felt you know just been a moment of like temporary whatever so um rest in peace Hassan and you know when Nipsey passed two days later you know I know he looked up to Nipsey too um it, it, at least maybe you know up there they might be chopping it up and that yeah. made me feel good and um so yeah let's okay Whew, switch gears Nipsey um 
So, you know, I, I saw you like moments later. So yeah. I was um, at my girlfriend Sasha's house. It was her birthday Eve and it was a Sunday. So we mm-hmm. were doing like the whole day party thing. We were literally like pre-gaming at her house about to go. And she put on, she was like, what do you want to listen to on or watch rather on YouTube um, video playlist wise while we get ready? And I was like, ah, put on some West Coast shit, bitch. We out here, blah, nice. blah, blah. And so we put on a West Coast playlist and it's so crazy. I never really listened to Nipsey. I've always fucking loved his business model and how mm-hmm. he moves and stuff, but mm-hmm. never really. like. I, and I have the Crenshaw tape. He physically gave me one, which was really cool wow. a few years ago. And um, and so, you know, the videos are playing, Dre and this one and that one. And then the Nipsey video came on. I don't know the song, but the music video is like him in front of some private jets and stuff that's in, uh, in a parking lot. I, even if you yeah. said it, I wouldn't yeah. know. But I was watching the video and I was just thinking how like, um, it's just so interesting that how like, you know, when, when Lauren first got with him and everybody was saying like, oh, what a downgrade from Lil Wayne, blah, blah, blah. His money's not the same, this, that, and the third. The same way they did that with like Amber when she went from Kanye to Wiz and it, like at both times mm-hmm. it's like, the shit ain't about the money, bro. It's the type of dude that mm-hmm. you're dealing with. And I was literally just looking at it like, yo, Lauren found herself like a real one and just oh, watching it yeah. like, damn, like, and you know, the GQ stuff was circulating that same that day and the day prior. That, that shoot, honestly, like when it first came out, I was like, this is like iconic. Like it's so the fact amazing. that it's in their neighborhood and like, I'm from LA too, are, yeah. are you yes. Jocelyn? Like yeah. it, for me, like I obviously like, I haven't always listened to Nipsey, but like yeah. for me, 2014, like that's when I really got into like, yeah, that for me yeah. is like that's Crenshaw, the, right? the that epitome of like, like for my generation or like for myself, like West right. Coast music for me is like 2014. Like I just got my car. Like I would drive down La Cienega and like listen to like mixtapes and like yeah. all sorts of stuff. Like that's, and that's when, the year like, that YG popped off too. That was YG, Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, like that, that was, was for me, like Casey Veggies. It was like HS87, Hit Boy. Like everybody was coming out with music, yeah. even like Odd Future. Like for me, like all of that music is like so important. That's yeah. like high school growing up. Like yeah. oh, high school. She's yeah. four years old. Okay. I'm four years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same, same, same. So same. like that, that GQ shoot, like those pictures were like, beautiful no, and like that was like when, the dopest fucking when they shoot. came out like the pictures i was like oh my god like these are like, these are yes. like legendary and like now like it's so That's sad because it's like it, it's, it's doubly it's so crazy and like literally but i'm glad that they got to do that and like they and got have to, those memories live forever and those images that they were forever. always i feel like private yeah very private i love this year <sighs> They've you done are so right. Many you are absolutely well, fucking. Because remember, for so long it was so hard to even confirm. Yes. And I, someone just recirculated the picture of it was either Nipsey or Lauren's birthday, mm-hmm. and it was that dinner, and it was like a dark room, and yeah. Nipsey was next to her. And I remember because that's when I was blogging for Inflex We Trust. I remember that was a big fucking deal that that picture, and it was a shitty picture too. It wasn't like a post for picture. Yeah. It was like a homie at the table took a quick shot. And that was like a big, like, oh, it is confirmation. They're dating. Yes. And then they went to a basketball game like that yeah, yeah. same month. And and yeah, so like, it was so hard to confirm that shit. They weren't open about it. And then for them to go from that extreme to like doing GQ couples mm-hmm. well, yeah. was crazy. I All within this year, right? That yeah. A large part of it too, like, he was one of those people that like really just like waited and like knew mm-hmm. that his a time smart, wasn't person. right away. And like, yeah. even like if you listen to every single lyric of every single song, right. it's like, I have to like put in for my community first, like mm-hmm. all money in like this. And he knew that like his vision was like, it, like he said, he's like prolific. Like it's yeah. meant he wanted to leave a legacy for something after him and like this was the year and like oh so sad like for me like I was listening in the car and it was the it was Monday and I was driving to work and I have listened to Big Boy like every single morning like right. in so high school LA, like so cool. as yeah. in middle school especially like oh, and like I kind of stopped now like mm-hmm. I don't really listen to the radio that much but I had to put on the radio like I had to see yeah. what he's saying and he put on this Nipsey interview where he's just talking about how like big boy asked him, he's like, so is this the, like how, what, what, how much of you have we seen and mm-hmm. what is there left? And he was like, yo, this is just the tip of the fucking iceberg. Yeah. He's like, there's so much more. He's like, we, we've been grinding and like, we have all of this. And like, this yeah. is the year that like, he's like, it's the, the momentum is building. And he's like, and I, and the fact that's so crazy is like, we all already know like how all the moves that what we've seen is what we've seen. And yeah. the fact that there's more to that is crazy. That's untapped. 
It's so crazy. Have you guys listened to Rax in the Middle? That was like his latest song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because in that song, he talks about his business partner and like longtime friend Fats that passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, rest in peace. And when that happened, he says like, if that was me, I would tell everyone to keep like going and keep basically finishing his his legacy. Yes. So that song for me felt like comforting, even though I only met him once, but the impact that he's had everywhere is insane. I've never seen it with any other artist. Ever. This, Ever. It's been a completely positive reinforcement. You know, people have been saying it's just crazy when the LAPD speaks of you like that. No one has just referred to him as a rapper. Literally no outlet has just been yeah. like rapper Nipsey. It's been rapper, philanthropist, entrepreneur. All, entrepreneur. And what's so Leader. beautiful about this is everything he stood for is being magnified times a billion right now in his passing. And yeah it's going to be carried on because of his legacy, because so many people and people that weren't necessarily fans, you know, me, mm-hmm. I've been aware of him. I've been, like I said, I love, 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 love what he's doing, right. what he's doing, but like, I never really followed him. I never really listened to his music like that. But you know, a girlfriend of mine was just saying like, everyone in LA let's unite in the name of Nipsey and like all mm-hmm. move towards a charity or move towards something and, 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 and really put all our energy into it and do, and like, just things like, and I and I want to, I'm, I'm 100% ready. And I told her, let me know as soon as you figure out what that move is. And it's like, and I'm just one of them. I'm sure so many other people yeah. that want to now, that got put on yeah. and will continue doing the work that he was doing. And I think that that is even bigger. Like that just shows his mission will be carried out. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's everything he stood for in life and in death is is the same and it didn't go in vain because i feel like exactly that's what i was trying to say so many people up yep like now i'm like we have to literally like do better like in so many ways like we have to create our own generational wealth like totally that's that's, focus on like yo the the amount of businesses this man had like marathon clothing he he had a co-working space called vector 90 he owned which is a really cool like working space where they have like technology that people can like tap into is it kind of like we work yeah, it's kind yeah. of a collaborative space okay. for people to to work on projects. I'm assuming um, Steve's and Elite Human Hair and Wireless Connection are, prob- are, are probably are probably all in that plaza. I, he, I believe he owned the entire yeah. plaza, owned the entire right? Plaza. So I, and I I want to also say first he only had Marathon Clothing and then he bought the whole plaza, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, and he that is that same plaza he used to sell his mixtapes out of when he was younger and they would run him off. Right. And then he came back and was like, now y'all motherfuckers got to pay me to be here. Right. <laughs> Um, and then he has, I didn't know, oh, Fish Shack. So that's different than Fish Spot. Okay. Um, restaurants, Babalios and Fish Shack, which possibly are in that strip mall right. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally forgot. I did know this because it was a big thing when he did the partnership with Fatburger and Crenshaw. That was a big news item, I, I want to say like two, three years ago. Um, and then his studio and then obviously all money in records. And like, and, and then the clothing line in it of itself. And even like <laughs> the clothing line and like the store, how yeah. it's like interactive and like merges technology. Like this, that, he, I've never been to this so store. innovative. He truly like had a whole vision for how he wanted things to be run. And like it. When did he open the store? Uh, I want. 2014? No. I think it was like 2016. I thought it was 2016. Okay, because I, I remember in 2014 which was the same year that you were referring to of like when all the shit popped off. And like, that was for me, this it's kind it's, I have the same love affair with, with LA that year, because that was the year I started coming out to LA mm. every two, three months. And then I was at Angie on Angie Martinez show at the time. So all of the LA homies were coming to the show and mm. I was being able to bring every single one of them through there for the press run and all that. But what I was thinking was, I remember hearing Nipsey talk about, and I think I, I guess from Crenshaw, talking about Slauson and Crenshaw on the tape. Mm-hmm. And so I rented a car when I, all my friends had left a day early to go to Vegas when I when one of our LA trips, Drewski and Cypher Sounds and Enough had gone to Vegas early. So I just rented a car and I had nothing to do. And I drove all the way down <laughs> to Slauson and Crenshaw yeah. and just drove past it multiple, I didn't, cause I was too yeah. scared to get out. Cause like a couple of my other LA homies were like, don't do that. Yeah. And I was going to go to the swap meet as well. Cause I'd heard of that shit too. And I passed the swap meet and I was also too scared to yeah. go. I was just, cause I was alone. If I had a friend with me, I probably wouldn't have been so nervous or whatever, but everybody was like, bitch, this heavy gang activity. Don't do that shit, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. yeah, it's just funny. Like I, you know, I, I wanted to hear what Nipsey was rapping or see what Nipsey was rapping right. about. And like this guy was just such a, you know, he was such a stand up fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Like I really can't like, 
you know, we've had a lot of losses mm -hmm. in hip hop over the years. I personally feel that this is our generation's Pac or Biggs loss. For sure. You know, yeah. we've lost, the, you know, and I'm not taking away from anyone else. Like, God bless Triple X. God bless everyone else that we've lost recently. But there is something to say. Like, there's nothing that soiled Nipsey's name ever. There's, mm -hmm. no, there's no like, oh, well, you know, I'm conflicted because no, he faced yeah, this or he did or that. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, there is nothing, no skeletons in any closet to uncover. This man was a powerful, important figure in in his community, in mm. hip-hop and everything, and didn't do it for the fucking accolade. Like, he didn't do it for we, the we, we just found all. out about a lot of this shit. We as in, like, the, the casual yeah. fan or whatever. Like, he wasn't out here you know and, and doing it exactly and, and the crazy thing on top of all that is he also made bomb ass music right and like yeah. the music was it's it, it, if you listen so to LA. it the whole cat so la yeah the, and the whole catalog like if you just if you really listen to like every word of every mm -hmm. song like you, there's something to take from it what is that an ipsy i love the um oh, the way last time that i checked goes up in the fucking club bruh last time that I, yeah mm. i love keys to my city Mike was playing a whole playlist yesterday in the crib. He's so L.A., bro. Does anyone know his... I don't... I think Adam was one of his business partners as Adam well. Adam is, is his brother. Bro, no, no. Sam is his brother. Sam, Sam and Adam. Oh, and Adam, too. No, Adam doesn't really look like him or Sam. Do you know who I'm talking about, though? Yeah, Adam. Adam was be always with him. I don't. I haven't checked in on him. But. I thought it was I read that that was also his brother. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. How, does anyone know how and he's it, doing? It was one of their birthdays, right? Yeah, it was Adam's birthday. It was Adam's birthday the day that it happened, and Adam. Oh. The day that it happened, or the the day after, before, the day after. before. Yeah. Oh my shit. Oh, and also like I was just like I mean I got like. I've been like deep in Twitter and like I've also been trying Ugh. to be like everything that I've been retweeting like has all been like positive stuff like to remember him by like all these like conspiracy theories. I feel I like people need to like I cannot let's, put let's, them to rest like and, and just and focus also, on if we're dealing with the conspiracy conspiracy theories, we're not giving energy to, to, to issues that need to be given energy to like, you know what I'm saying? Let's not ignore the fact that there is still this dumb shit happening. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and, and I mean, I'm not saying I don't feel like this could have been prevented in any way, shape or fucking form. Like, but I like, there's just so much to it too. Like I was looking on um, Twitter and this woman had responded to like a, a 92.3 post and she was talking about how her husband is an electrician for the city of LA oh, yeah. and had just been assigned a new neighborhood and he's been working in that neighborhood for the last couple of months and he's gone home from work every day to tell her he's like yo there's a store owner he's like so nice like every time we're out there he like always brings us food and water and like even said that he would hook us up with clothes and like this guy's just mm -hmm. like so nice and she, he didn't know he's just like some random wow. some random yeah. guy and apparently she wrote she was like yeah my husband came home from work like distraught and crying and I asked him why and he was like do you remember that store owner I was talking about I just saw him on the news and that's Nipsey yeah. Hussle and I had no idea and he was like he's always just been nothing but kind to me like as a city worker and yeah. like that to me just it was like such a testament like that really just like choked me up because it was like this guy's like so nice to everybody and he's like so giving kind and so giving and yes. like he hired that um he was like a homeless man and he he's been working for Nipsey for 13 years now and like he like he gave people jobs literally know? and like he, I saw a quote, I want to say it was a quote. It was like, I'm a, something like I'm a gang member or a gang something, but not a gang banger or something like that. And like, basically like saying like, you know, I, you don't leave that. If you really were about it, you don't leave that shit. But like, I use it now to basically give back and put people yes. on and all that shit. Like, and it's still crazy as heavily crip out crypt out as this loke was mm -hmm. not lapd i i had to watch the press conference for double xl on um tuesday morning i believe um lapd's uh, press conference and um chief commissioner michael moore spoke then um marquise jackson dawson some shit, whatever council member marquise whatever who they're petitioning to mm -hmm. rename the um corner of uh, Slauson and Crenshaw to Nipsey Hussle Boulevard. And then this older white gentleman spoke and I 
do not remember his name or his role, but he is who Nipsey was supposed to be meeting wow. with on Monday about um, that to gang me, reform. That was very haunting. But that to was- watch that guy, did you see the guy speak? He, he, I'm telling you, he's like an older white man, like white as snow, like white guy. Mm-hmm. And he got up there, his voice cracked almost immediately. And oh he was God. saying how, oh, I could just cry. He was saying how, um, he, on Sunday before he found out about the news, he was so excited picking out his outfit for the next day. Wow, and he had a special God. tie. It was a Save the Children tie. And he picked oh out the God. tie and um, and he wore it for the press conference. So he was like showing off his his tie and he was just saying how, you know, he's always loved Nip and, and how he was just inspired and how he was just so excited to sit down with Nipsey and Rock Nation and discuss these ways to, to combat the gang violence and all of these things. And and to see, you know, I just say that to say like this, we're talking about a member of the rolling sixties, yeah. a, a fucking crypt to the core and an old white man at an LAPD wow. press, press conference is crying in his save the children's high because of the loss of this man's life. Like that is the impact that Nipsey fucking had. Like, yeah. and you know, this Dr. Sebi stuff is, is also again, you know, a lot of the conspiracy theorists are saying, you know, if, if you guys aren't really subscribing to the, the, the theories, um, Dr. Sebi was a man that apparently found the cure, a cure for AIDS. Well, he claimed that he did. Yeah, through homeopathic methods, right? Is that the right, yeah. is that the correct word? Um, through, you know, dietary things and stuff Honduras like that. And- yeah. And um, went to court because he he put, he put ads in a newspaper saying he cured AIDS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like the government, I guess, sued him. Like, you can't say shit like that. Took him to court and he won or didn't lose. I don't know if yeah, whatever. Um, and then he kept getting arrested in Honduras for like fuck shit, like dumb stuff. And then he allegedly died. Well, he died in police custody, allegedly of pneumonia, but majority of us mm-hmm. believe that, you know, was not the right. case at all. Um, Cause big farm would be out of business if a man truly cured AIDS. Yeah. And, um, you know, so Nipsey was working on a documentary on this man's life and in multiple interviews last year, one with the breakfast club and then one with Tariq Nasheed, um, a month apart, February 2018 and March 2018, Nipsey was talking about it and why he wanted to shed light on that because he was like, it's just crazy. There's a man that cured AIDS. Mm-hmm. We believe, you know, he fucking beat the case in court. So there has to be some type of proof there. And, um, you know, and and then he fucking dies in police custody or whatever. And so a lot of people were holding on to what Nipsey said in um, the Tariq Nasheed interview because he was saying how his fans were tweeting him like, bruh, be careful because, you know, they got him out. And he was saying something like, you know, if if they take me out. Ride for me. Ride for me. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people are like subscribing to that notion. I I honestly don't don't believe it. (laughs) And I mean, I, I just hope that like, one thing that we can well first also like it was so crazy like yg put out a thing too about how like they were gonna make an album Mm -hmm. two of america's America's most most wanted wanted. that would have been so fucking yeah i could just see the rollout i just know like i would like i i i can just imagine myself like driving on the freeway like listening to that and like how that would totally like just bring us back and uh it was so crazy because on sunday I had driven to Long Beach mm-hmm. and like it was a long drive for me from my house and like I was at the beach and I found out and like it was just first I found out he had been shot and I was like oh my god like that's I had so much hope though I really I me, but it happened so fast shot, it, it, like, hella it times. for me it's like we found out like 36 minutes later Literally. like it happens and like, then when YG yeah. got shot we're like all right you know he, he when my right the fuck it, back exactly like, yeah. I really legitimately in my heart felt like, like and what I was oh what I was saying earlier was I was still watching the video when I opened up Twitter and fucking saw Nipsey Hussle shot. It was the craziest feeling to be looking at the screen and open so my crazy. phone and see that shit. And then you came over about an hour yeah. later because we were we that yeah. you went all the way down. Sasha was having her birthday at the the court uh, the court the yeah. court which is sort of near. And I, I was getting ready, and then I my uh, Jen actually texted me. She's like, "Hey, Nipsey got shot," because she knows like I love him. And then I was like, oh my God. I'm like, but he's going to be fine. Because literally I'm like, Tupac pulled through. He got shot. Yeah, no, I, I dead ass thought of Pac. Me too. I'm like, he's, I'm like he's going to be fine. Like, and, he, and then, but I was still like, oh shit. So the whole time, by the time we get to like UCLA and then they're like, it comes out on the radio and he, they pronounced him dead. I was like, what? 
And then I check Sasha and she's like, come back to the valley. I'm yeah, like, let's stay the fuck away it, like, from there. It was crazy because, like, it killed them. Like, everybody was no, so No, no one. You cannot the, party when... The, when no. The we unknowing were so and strong. the uncertainty, like, before you actually found out yeah. what happened. Yeah, I you, think don't, you don't feel those, good. Those were weird. Like, the, the, the... I feel... When did we find out about the actual Eric Holder? That uh, wasn't until... Morning. Monday morning. It was yeah. the next morning, but there was like a lull, like between like finding out and then knowing what actually happened. Like there, it was yeah. uneasy because it was just like, wow, like we just lost this amazing human being yeah. that's done so much. And like that, felt, it just felt really, really, really heavy. It's so weird because even on Higher Women, I was going to post a picture of him and Lauren on Friday. Wow. But I was like, but it doesn't go with like my message. But I was like, well, how can I make this work? Yeah, because it's not about, there's no hiring. Yeah, yeah, right. It literally had nothing. I mean, other than like, you know, generational wealth. But I was like, yeah. why am I like looking? I was looking at all their, inter like his interviews and then the one that they did together. And I'm like, why don't, now I look back, I'm like, why the hell was I thinking about them like that? And then that happened. Isn't it? So, and then now um, Eric Holder is being represented by Chris Darden, who was a part of the OJ Simpson trial, Prosecute. trying the to prosecute, prosecute yeah. him. Yeah. So um, that guy sucks. Everyone's wondering, <laughs> like, how did this guy that just got out of jail get him? Yeah, I, that's what I tweeted first before. Because I, it's a high profile case. Yeah, and the and guy he's a public defender have, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Yeah, I didn't realize. I just tweeted it when I saw it. I was like, how the f I literally said, how yeah. the fuck did he get Chris Darden? And then someone replied, like, he ain't doing much. And then someone else explained what was going on. Like, you know, he's a public defender and mm. this puts his name in the fucking headlines. And he's a fucking sellout ass yeah. motherfucker. I do want to make the point, though that as much as for so many of us that this is has made such an impact, there yeah. are so many people who actually don't know who Nipsey Hussle is yeah. or what he did or how much of an impact yeah. he's had. So I think that's like really important for us to like educate sure. people who don't Absolutely. know and to continue to have those conversations. Cause for me, I went into work the next day and like I said, I was crying in my car, like driving yeah. to work, especially like it really, really hit for me. Like listening to big boy who like for me is like, Legendary. Like when I met him, we met him. I met him at the slut walk. The first oh. thing I saw when I saw him, I was like, I didn't want to take a picture. I was like, can I hug you? Like, I just want to give you a hug. Yeah. Like you are like, I've listened to you for so long. And like to hear him on the radio for, he said that he had lost his mom that mm -hmm. day and he was mourning the loss of his mom. And then he found out that Nipsey had passed. Ooh. And I think that, so Wait, like- he lost- Big, big, big had lost his, it was the day that his mom had passed, oh, this, like 10 years. Yeah, oh, like oh, the anniversary. The anniversary yeah. of okay. his mother wow. passing. And so he said, it's always been a hard day for him. Like he's trying to keep himself busy. And for me, like listening to him say that, that's like the moment that it wow. really hit me. And I started like breaking down in tears to like listen to like the guy who's like always so positive yeah. and like has always helped me through like hard times or like yeah. when there's bullshit going on, I'm like, Lufa or Lufe, like said something yeah. like, you know, just laugh and like, yeah. he's so silly. And like he, like he was about to cry. And like, that made me like break the fuck down. I was like. Cause big boy is like that too. Like when I met him, he took the time person. to like, talk to everybody and i literally he, cried. yeah like he's, he's really i literally was like i just want to hug you yeah, but like, like to your point of yeah. you know informing and educating like you know i talked to my mom because you know she she called me yesterday she said the fuck's wrong with you like why are you sound so i'm like well mom if you would like to know two people that i've known died this week so not in the greatest mood and she was like oh is it the nipsey guy that was on your instagram i'm like yes mom and you know, he was. She was like, "Oh, what happened?" You know, the gang beef. And I'm like, "No, mom." And so I told her, and she was like, "Oh," and like she didn't care that much. But I, I could tell by her O oh, that she was definitely proven wrong, and just thought it was like some yeah. gangster rap beef, hood I'm shit, like, no, and had no idea that. that this man was like a true fucking entrepreneur, visionary. Yeah, yeah. A visionary of fucking. And you know, I've met him multiple times, and he's just always been such a gentleman and. Man, my heart goes out to Karen Civil, bro. Like, oh, that just having to find mm. Mac and 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 that was right after she had a surgery, surgery. and then this, and it's just like, yeah. I can't even imagine that loss. And I, f I was so irritated when someone was like, "She's making this all about her." Like, no, bitch, make it about you too. Like, this is her fucking experience too. Like, she just lost a lot of fucking people right. and a lot of shit and. This, this, her, that's hard. Her business partner too. Yeah. Like you know, they had they had dreams together. That's like uh, Nipsey's death really impacts 
a lot of people like in some way shape or form every single person and it's just i (sighs) hope he my thing is like i hope he knew that like when he was here yeah you know like i hope you knew i think how much i truly think people loved you like people loved you and and he did the right thing he set himself up so that you know his community and his neighborhood will still have something of him after he's gone and like that's a lot of stuff that like you know we don't really think about that and Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of crazy because like i try to think about the long term and honestly like Nipsey's one of the people that has inspired like I've yeah. always been really like I know that like I'm gonna purchase real estate like right. that's something that I knew that I was gonna do and like he even talks about like do you really own a business if you don't own the property for right. that business and like there's so there's so much of that business acumen that I have been really inspired by right and yeah that's that's literally I had just talked to my friend about that I'm like no you have to buy it like de-gentrify all these areas like let's take back our areas like the valley yes. like Boyle Heights East LA like all these places are getting gentrified we need to de-gentrify yep. you know what I mean like we need to buy these our businesses in the these but, areas and for, yeah exactly totally and like, that comes from him like for, this, I, I want to um shout out a friend of mine Malik as well this I, I was speaking oh, yeah. about him uh I want to say around this time last year a little bit Muscle earlier maker grill. yeah he's young I want to say he was 21 at the time wow. probably 22 23 now young black man um from the bay area so inspired by Nipsey Hussle that when his when when Malik's father passed and left him money instead of going and you know as a young kid would do mm-hmm. that doesn't matter the color or race creed anything like a young kid is gonna go trick off on fucking cars and dumb right. shit or whatever and instead malik was like no you know what i want to put this into a business and i'm not going to just put it into any business but i want to franchise a healthy food spot wow. so that my community can be better and not and 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 grow and and you know improve wow. and so he made the muscle maker grill that i was that I'm still so thrilled about that in here and in LA, the first one. And um, yeah, he bought the franchise and he also bought something that like no other muscle maker franchisee can come to LA without like tapping in with him, you know, like they got to pay him basically or whatever. Um, And I reached out to him and Nipsey's, I'm telling you like a huge Nipsey fan, even Mm -hmm. last year for the BET awards, um, Nipsey had um, the week uh, during the weekend, he had like a, dinner or a ce- something celebratory mm-hmm. or whatever and um my plus one I invited him I mean, mind you Malik is just a kid that I met on Instagram because he runs Muscle Maker Grill <laughs> I fucking <laughs> like Muscle Maker Grill and I invited Malik out with me because wow. I was just inspired by how inspired he was like truly chose the path he chose because of Nipsey Hustle, like right. legitimately and I reached out to him and he was, you know, I, I, I just literally hit him like with a text like, hey, bro, just checking in on you. I know you love Nip. And he hit me back with a fucking paragraph wow. like, but why him? Why did they do that? He was so. And just to think of like how much this, he must be. Hurting. Yeah. This young man, this young man that was so truly inspired by by this person. And and, and like, you know, I, I don't have a cool anecdote to end this story with or anything like it, it's it just fucking sucks yeah. that it's like. You know, there's so many other young men and and unfortunately a lot of young men that don't have a father figure or a male figure in their lives, you know, and I'm not saying Malik did, his father passed, but at some point he did have his father. But, you know, and then there's someone like Nipsey and people that are just truly and teaching them these things. And it's like it it literally leaves them hopeless because especially the ones, like I said, that already don't have the male figure in their life because they probably they walked out or they did whatever the Mm -hmm. case is or just whatever. And then it's like they get this man taken from them as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's I just think, totally. I, I honestly think that's why everyone's so distraught is because no, we don't have anyone like him that was relatable, approachable. Yep. That was. It, yeah. Someone that, said that too. You could always yeah. touch Nip. Davies yeah. just said that in an well, interview with Flex. You could touch Nip at yeah. any point. And the thing about him is that, you know, so many people like, and, and this is a message that I feel like a lot of kids pick up on. It's yeah. like, if I want to make it out of wherever I am, like I have to play ball or I have to be or a rapper. Rap, yep. But right. I think that Nipsey, like, especially with. Showed them you sh- don't have to. You don't have yeah. to do yeah. that. Yes. He was Joy's an entrepreneur. Yes. Yep. He had like a tech center set up right. and like wanted kids to get into science and, and stem cell and, research yeah yep. well stem not stem cell like uh, something different science technology 
engineering and medicine. Um, That's what Yes. Assume. Okay. Yeah. I'm an asshole. Go. No, it's like, <laughs> but no, but he obviously like teaching them coding. Like he really was about like super multifaceted. Right. And I think that that's what we're lacking. It's not, yeah. there's not a lack of people who are inspirational, but it's a lack of people who are saying, you know, there are other ways there are to other make avenues. it. There are other, yep. You can be a lawyer, you could do or like medicine. Relatable, like, yeah. And, and I really somebody like- preaching it is that like, like I like Diddy's great. Yeah, but, but I Diddy's could, unrelatable. He's, he's fucking puff daddy. Yeah, like, like he's not relatable, and I could never be like, yeah, I can do that with Nip. Okay, I'm not gonna like, see him at the Fox Hills Mall. Yeah, <laughs> like I was trying to explain this to someone because they're like, wow, oh, that's there's such a, a great way to put right. it. Right, yeah. like. So someone was like, you know, but um, who was it? Magic Johnson does a lot for the community. I'm like, yes, but you cannot get access to him. Like even like there's so many rappers that do things for their communities, but they're not accessible. Like mm-hmm. Nip- Nipsey, you, you could get to him. And I know that from mm-hmm. one, like all the Twitter stories that I'm seeing, like the, the story that I just shared about mm-hmm. the woman who had the husband. Yeah. Uh, but also like just normal people on my Instagram, like no, not people that are in the industry, not people that are, yeah. you know, people posting about times that they've met him or like when, right. about how they were at uh, getting tacos and they saw him and they just went up and talked to him. And this other guy that I know who's like kind of a designer and he like does his own thing about to say kind of a disaster. (laughs) He like does his own like DIY kind of stuff. He talked about how one time he met Nipsey and Nipsey was like, oh, FaceTime me like and gave him his number. And like they just started like he was like, we he's like, I want to make it clear we were not homies because I was always a fan of his. But this man like showed me love in like a way that like it's fucking Nipsey hustle. Bro, his fucking DJ, uh, DJ VIP was a Nipsey stan. Stan, 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 and Nip employed him as a DJ. That's fucking he was crazy. like he was like, for lack of a better term, Ty Dolla signing him for me, like, <laughs> popping up in places and shit like I did. And uh, Nipsey was like, "Yeah, just fucking be my DJ, bro." And like, that's amazing. You know, yeah, yeah amazing. I interviewed him. And I forgot we talked about that. I'm gonna pull that up. But I, I'm so thankful that that usually I don't go up to artists, especially if I don't interview them, because I feel like I don't want to feel like too much of a fan, you uh-huh. know, and like just in case I see you again. But that day with Nipsey, when I met him, he was doing like a couple interviews at Dream. And I, I was so nervous. Oh, so I'm like, recent. Yeah, it was yeah. three weeks ago. Oh shit. Three, oh, well, three, four weeks ago. Holy yeah. shit. Was, I that, had, was that when, um, what's her name, did the interview? With Letty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing like, just taking behind the scenes. I wasn't even supposed to be here, but I was like, Nipsey's there, I need to be of there. Course, bitch, yeah. <laughs> and so when I got there and after the interview, um, first of all, I saw, Lauren was sitting right here and the way oh, that nice. she was looking at him, like it, it won't leave my mind because ever since then I was like, damn, she loves him. Cause she was looking at him. Like I've never seen anyone look at someone like that was love. But then the interviews were over and I was like, fuck, I want a picture with him and I want to talk to him. So I told him like, you know what? I want to just thank you for all the knowledge that you give. I never say these things. I, yeah. And I'm so thankful I did. I'm, I was happy. Just I'm like, so happy that you got to say that. You were that. able to give you the, yeah. the flowers. I was, yeah. Exactly. And I, 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 again, I was like shaking, cause, yeah. and it's, which is weird. This is I've so cool so that many it people. just happened to like. Literally three weeks. Like if you go on my Instagram, the third row, he's probably there. Wow. And that he was like so nice. And he's, I was telling him how I want to do a piece about him with all the knowledge that he's given us. And he's like, that's dope. That's dope. And now that I think that's why it affected me even more because I literally, literally just, just spoke you. to him and like <laughs> I've seen like you know a few other peers too just like um Debbie Dev was posting their DMs and he would reach out and be like Dev yeah. I fucking appreciate you and Zombie ran into him at um a game studio session recently and uh gave him a number and text Nip like um you know bro with the red dreads and Nip hit right back like wow. got you bro you know what I'm saying that's like, the part that hurts is just knowing that there's so many loose strings I was about to say unfinished business with yeah bi- music business projects all this stuff and I think that like it's really well one thing is that he really worked on his own time because he, he knew I think that he, he there's so much for him to do and yeah. he couldn't I I'm very surprised how he, he's a man that wears many many hats and got so much done and he yeah. had so much more to do and well shout out to his to his team as well mm-hmm. because you know one man can't do all those things and I sure. I think you know as we pray for them and as we said but like the biggest thing is let's pray for the strength for them because they have the opera they can carry all of these yeah. things on we all, all of them we yeah all can. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah the silver lining in all of it you know yeah. like in anyone's death is the legacy that they leave behind mm-hmm. but literally with his is the fact that he planted a seed 
and yes. he it wasn't even him just putting it in the soil like it was already blooming and like yeah. you know people yep. were finally starting yep. to realize about the entrepreneurship that he they was were already doing. picking the fruit it, off the tree exactly yeah. so i think definitely that's one thing that everyone needs to keep in mind and you know as we were saying earlier like the marathon continues. Right? It literally, literally pick wow. up that baton and that, keep that going in his phrase honor. becomes so much more big now right. than it ever would. The marathon truly does continue. Not a day should be missed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what kind of got me out of, like, try to get me out of this funk is like, okay, we can't be sad forever. Like, we right. literally have to pick up the pieces. And that's what he would want to. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you literally just sparked a generation that's going to change shit for yeah. the next generation. And you put so many people in the position to win. And, mm-hmm. and, and as we've been saying, generational wealth and his children and his family, you know. Yeah. Again, like you like you said, Ariella, he already planted that seed. Yeah. It already grew and was, was sprouting and everything. So... You know, I th- it's not like he had just started something where it may be a little tough to get shit off the ground now. Right. Like everything's off the ground and running. They he literally, left us. Yeah. He basically he, left us the blueprint. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. Like, and, yes. And, and, and I think the, 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 the saying <laughs> that you're not a boss until you're in the position where you you can help other yes, people make right. money. Yeah. he's yeah. the ultimate boss of the, them he all. Is the definition because. Of, he put, gave so many people jobs and gave so many people opportunities. But I want to segue. Jobs. I was just, gonna, I was just going to <laughs> say. Yeah, I want to hear about higher women. On. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's the perfect segue. It's our, it's our last 20 minutes and, yeah. and all that stuff. And so um, when we, I did your show, I want to say in like late 2017. Yes. You had a show here on Dash mm-hmm. Radio. And I don't. You were you you didn't start it yet, higher women? Or you were like launching? It? No, I hadn't yet. Yeah, and and I I remember both of us were kind of in like a Limbo. weird place. Was, yes, and so to see you know, and I'm, I'm gonna let you just I want yeah. you to speak on it all in a second, but to see you turn it around and create this this amazing thing like it's oh, it's been you. ten times more inspiring because I know that we both were in a place of like yeah. what the. F- fuck are we doing like what is it what what's going on right that i remember with the interview with you i was like okay once after we talked and you told me everything i was like okay it's just a matter of time then we all have those moments yeah like i remember i saw how like everything ended up working out for you in that moment remember like Mm -hmm. you were with the role yeah yep and so i was that's what i was holding on to hope because i so I worked, I produced for a TV show and we abruptly got laid off. Mm. And Microbole. that was like tied to my identity. I felt at the How time. How long like, ago was this? That was in 2016. And you started Hire Women? 2018. 2018. That's so, an agency. Yeah. Okay. So, so two years, I remember after I got, well, we got laid off. I said, I never want to work for a company again because I am very creative and I love creating content and all that content I created is being sold and I'm not even seen any of it this I think it's a reoccurring mm-hmm. theme on our show yeah and right. i've always talked about how it's scary like that like because that becomes your brain and then when you right. walk away you feel so powerless that's exactly that i went up. into a depression and i didn't want to acknowledge that until like recently where i'm like oh it's okay because you overcame it but i was literally like in a really weird place Girl. like you i remember we talked and i was just like i don't I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But my point is, like, I had applied to so many jobs. What every kind of jobs? Any job. Literally. So be- yes. that's why when you said how, that you had applied for, like, a regular job, I was like, girl, like, I applied. I went from working at UCLA Financial Aid to I worked there for five years and not being able to get a receptionist job or, like, any type of entry level, you know? Like, I had done receptionist. That was on my resume. Nothing. Did you go to school? No. Okay. But fuck school. Yeah. No, I mean, not, not no, I, I, no I, I, I like to ask yeah. these questions because I, I went to radio TV broadcasting. I That's, went to school um, for two years and I dropped out because I was like, this is too expensive and I feel like this isn't going to do anything. Yeah. So I've been in the place where I have like a desk job that I yeah. fucking hate and I talk about it every single week. But I yeah. love to hear about like people who are in creative industries and like how they got into it. Yeah. Especially that segue from like administrative. Or I, I think because my mom was never, she was just like, do what you want. But my mom never pressured me to be like a good student. Like I've never even said this, but I never even graduated on stage for high school. Really? Like wow. literally I graduated a month later because I just didn't like school. I just, I always knew I was going to like start a business. Like that was my goal since I was little, but it was never like, oh, I'm going to get married and kids. That was never me. Same. Never. Yeah. I do want to be married and have kids, but that was never like. (laughs) That's my lifetime goal. No, right. I was like, oh, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have a big house and I'm going to have money and like, I'm going to have a business. Like that was always my goal. And so anyway, going back to this period, I was like, 
So like nobody would hire me, like literally. And so I would pray to God. Like there were so many nights where I was on my knees crying and where I felt like, um, oh my God, why am I? Crying? Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's a part of the journey. Yeah. yeah, like it was really hard. So I had a lot of meet the industry interviews that helped me in that time. And I know, remember yours really helped me because I'm like, if she came all like across the country, like she, she made it work, you know what I mean? And like, I know something will come at its, at its time. At its what, time. What were the meet the industry interviews for everybody who doesn't know? So oh, meet, yeah, 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 yeah. How so, did that start? So meet the industry started in like 2006, 15, I want to say. Before and you got laid off. Yeah. So okay. I always had, I've always had that show. Like, cause I worked, I interned okay. at Dash. Um, and so what happened in Meet the Industry, I would interview women behind the scenes. So like Debbie Deb, Marissa, um, so many women like that I had on the show. And how did you get connections to these people? I literally reached out. Yeah, like, I think you I DM'd you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like even with Debbie, like I was like, she's not gonna write back. Like I literally shit, dude. She's amazing. But I was like, she's not gonna write. She wrote back within like minutes. And I was like, okay, that gave me the confidence to keep reaching out. Mm. And I think only one person said no because of like they wanted to get paid. I was like, What? No. You don't get paid for fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> right? But so me that's how I created Meet the Industry. But I created that wait no, 2014. Because I remember I didn't see a lot of women getting highlighted behind the scenes. And that was my whole purpose that I wanted to highlight women. So I've been doing the women empowerment thing for like, what, four, five years? Been fighting that good fight. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, like I prayed a lot. I cried a lot. I learned about myself. I worked on my mindset. If you, Joyce, you follow high women. I don't know if you see our yeah, post. I do. I, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> like mindset is really important to me. And that's what got me out of feeling stuck and depressed. And when... 2018 January I remember I was laying down in the bed and I told my husband oh my god I have an idea and at the moment the the vision of hire women and support your homegirls came to life and I was like I don't know what this means but I'm gonna write it down and sure enough I just started hire women so and I, I started doing research on that like are women actually like not being hired and yes they hella are they're like not represented represented in CEO positions there's more men named John that are CEOs than all women. Well, I wow. think that, I yes. think also like, for, <laughs> did you ever at any point feel a little bit frustrated because you were doing interviews with all these people, but you weren't, like, did you feel like they were supporting you? Because I feel like the, it, it can be feel sometimes like, oh, like I'm in the position where I know all these people and I feel like I'm working really hard. Mm -hmm. and But at the same time, maybe there just aren't opportunities open. Did you feel like you had a mentor or someone to support you? Or did you start Hire Women because you wanted that network for other a space for people to actually collaborate. Yeah, I feel like I've never been one to like go to people for mentorship. I don't know why I feel, I don't know. My idea of mentorship is you coming on my show and I peep game once you drop gems. Like mm -hmm. that's my thing. Like I don't want to take too much time, whatever. So I never really relied on anyone that I interviewed for an opportunity. You know what gotcha. I mean? Like I always feel like if you. Did you think that yeah. you put yourself out there like I, I, I'm kind of looking for something or were you? Um, I only did to a certain people once I got laid off and gotcha. nothing ever, like gotcha. everything fell through. I'm like, hey, I'm digi doing digital content. Like I had meetings with like top radio people that never, nothing ever happened. Girl, same motherfucker. Right. right. And I was there. I was so excited because everything was like, yeah, we like you. Dude, right. If it's, it, and like, I think yeah. that makes everything harder because you get so much hope ready yes. to go. And then it's like even a bigger, a bigger fall to the bottom. Like and then, <laughs> yeah. And I you, oh, you almost thinking, have it. And then, it's, and then you, I was thinking like, oh, I'm just not, am I not good at I'm what I do? Enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was like my whole, I had such a struggle. Cause I'm like, damn, I, I guess I'm not good at what I'm doing, but I'm like, no, I, I know I am. Like, I know I, I'm good at like having people tell their stories and talk to me, but it just wasn't my time. And I think it goes back to me saying, I never want to work for anyone again. And I've never have since then. Like, I mean, I have like clients like Dash Radio is one of my clients. I have an other uh, but, the, but you're an independent contractor. Right. Exactly. I, I, I wouldn't want to be like nine to five anywhere. Ugh, like I can't either. do that. Like I love the freedom too much. And and I like to create content that makes a difference. Like ever since I started, I said, I want to create content that's going to outlast me. So my, mm, my inspiration for that so was important. like, I look at Tupac interviews and I'm like, damn, mm. he was like, whoever produced that, like my hat's off to them. Cause like they were probably asking the right questions. Granted, mm. Tupac was just amazing. Yeah. But, but like, you know, you, there's people that ask the right mm. questions, which is why anytime I get an opportunity to, to interview anyone, I never take it for granted. I don't talk about gossip. I don't talk about hate. I want to know your journey, you know? Mm -hmm. 
that's what we talked about Absolutely. with you. Like yeah. you, you're was so inspiring. Like it was so many things that people I never knew about you. You know, but and I want to yeah. stress too, like. I am the most negative thinking person sometimes in certain situations. And like, I never believe that I'm the one that the success story is going to happen to. I'm just like, oh yeah, that just happens on Instagram or whatever. It doesn't happen. But like, and it doesn't feel like it in the moment, but then you take a step and look back and it's like, oh shit, no, I've done all these things. So it's like, I, I only highlight that to say like, I'm sure everyone else thinks just like me, not everyone, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think like me too. Like, okay, well that's you, Marissa, because you came from Hot 97. So it's easier for Mm -hmm. you, but make it clear. Like I got in Hot 97 with no type of, you know what I mean? Like I, I stalked Dipset and met Karen and Karen put me, you know what I'm saying? It's all these different things. Like literally everyone can do everything that any of us have ever done. Mm-hmm. And to you two little chipmunks too, I hope these conversations are also inspiring Always. you guys. Like, no. <laughs> I think def- 100%. And I feel like also I have, I don't know, I don't really know how to phrase this, but I'm trying to reconcile too with how many people I've met and how many people I've felt are really inspiring but Mm -hmm. for some reason I get a little nervous to Mm -hmm. say that because I feel like in this like industry or like in LA like this quasi LA like everybody's like oh like who are you like I I don't know who you are and and like there's so many people I've met that I just want to be like do you fucking like I listen to you all the time and I you like I can't even express so I I I think that the biggest takeaway I have from like this week and like how moving forward what I want to do more is just letting people know how I feel about them like if I appreciate them like I want them to know if there are questions that I have like I don't want to bite my tongue and hold myself back because I'm scared of like pride or ego or like what they're gonna think like I think it's so important. I want you and Ariella and Prime to know that I really appreciate the work that you guys put in and I'm inspired by you guys (laughs) literally honestly I swear to God come every week fucking working for this team sometimes with no what is the word no no we can't help you on this one Mar- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm trying to say like with little to no reward at times oh, okay. mm. and still showing up and showing out you know it's been we 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 hit in two years this summer yeah yeah wow that's crazy. wow. wait really yeah isn't yeah. that crazy I thought of that yesterday when I was getting cool. my chin cool sculpted at Joyce's jobs. <laughs> and the cool sculptor was like, so how do you know Joyce? I was like, well, two years ago, she randomly emailed me and wow, here awesome. we are. Um, also, it's quick, quick little segue. Yes, I want Yeah. I wanted to talk about cool sculpting. So like I have like a little bit of chin fat. It's not like astounding. So I wouldn't like lipo it or do anything ridiculous. So as I've been saying, I, I went to Joyce's place and um, it's an interesting feeling they like literally like they lube it up lube up your chin or wherever the area <laughs> nice. is and then it's a suction cup and it's literally like and like it like yeah it like slurps up the, the thing and they and like unfortunately like the chin is the most annoying one because you have to like sit straight up and, and you can't talk angle. yeah you're not allowed to talk and so it's two different areas so it's 45 minutes on one side and 45 minutes on the other side and I never really thought about it or researched it fully, like of what the actual process is. And I didn't like realize like, well, duh, they're literally freezing shit off. So it is so ice. It's literally like if you're holding, you know, an ice, an ice cube without wrapping the napkin around it or whatever, mm-hmm. just like holding it to your skin, that shit fucking burns. So for like the first two, three minutes, it's very uncomfortable and it feels like that. Then for the rest of the 42 minutes, it's like kind of just whatever. The hardest part is like four minutes for afterwards. They, they massage you for about two minutes when they take off the suction cup, that shit sucks. It's literally like, you know, when your foot falls asleep and like you're trying to like wake it up, but it still uh. really fucking hurts and like you're trying to move it and shit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this fire rash feeling. It doesn't really, it's not really that red or anything like that. But like for like two minutes, I literally felt like my neck was going to fall off my body. It was like <laughs> on fire. And then it just suddenly subsides and you feel nothing. And I have not, I have no soreness. There's zero downtime. They were like, do whatever the fuck you want. Exercise, blah, blah, blah. So I've executively decided, despite the combo I had with Maul on last week's episode, I'm getting my arms cool sculpted on April seventeenth. <laughs> Thanks, Joyce, who made my appointment and has no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I make lots of appointments every day, <laughs> and I know and, where your appointment is. And so when I walked into in a panic because Joyce was rushing me, I was eleven minutes late, and she was making me feel very <laughs> upset um, because I knew I was upsetting her, which made me upset. I was literally like getting hot flashes in the car, like freak, freaking the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> 
And um, I got it there and there was like two really good looking white men in the lobby. And I was just thinking like, I wonder what they're getting. They were not white. One was white, one was black. Really? Yeah. Okay. So there's two <laughs> random guys in the lobby and I was like, oh, I wonder what they're One of them was very attractive. Yeah. They were both pretty decent looking, weren't they? I only saw the white guy, but. um, Well, <laughs> clearly you only saw the white guy because the other guy wasn't a white guy. The other guy was a That's black true. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he was he was not like, as attractive as the white guy, <laughs> and the white guy wasn't actually white. Cause he was probably like his like Spanish is some sort. Okay. His last name. I have all his info. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> I can't and, give it to you. That's a violation a of HIPAA. <laughs> and I went to the room to go get ready for my cool sculpting and take it away, Joyce. So this guy, so. So there was a complication where we weren't able to put his friend on the machine that he wanted to do that day. So he's having a conversation with my manager. And after my, so he, he saw Marissa, Marissa went back. He has a conversation with my manager and we're just talking and I'm like, oh, hey, how's your day going? He was like, she's so dope. She is so dope. And I was like, my manager? <laughs> and Marissa, that was so funny because Lisa afterwards was like, well, Marissa's kind of your manager too. I was like, who, my, my manager? And he was like, no, I listen to her show all the time. And I was like, oh, word. He was like, yes. And it's like Joe Budden. Like, she's so oh cool. Goodness. Like, do you know who that is? That's like, that's Marissa Mendez. And I was like, I do know who that is. <laughs> and then he, he was like, he was like, yeah, she's amazing. I was like, well, nice to meet you. I'm Joyce. And he was like, wait, oh. Uh, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I'm Joyce from the podcast. He was like, no way. And then I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, you listen to our podcast. <laughs> and, he, and then he like he like went on Instagram or Google and he was like, oh wait, yeah, you are. And uh, he's like, I only listen to this show. So I, yeah, he said he was like one of your biggest fans, Marissa. Wow. He's like, I've been following her for like the last six years. That's, That's crazy. So I thought that was so funny. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I that like that. Cool. That is a cool. So shout out Jonathan though. That's yeah. His name. Shout out to Jonathan. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to see what else I had to say. Shout out to Amber Rose who announced her oh, pregnancy yes. yesterday. I love that. Yeah, I exactly. Shout out to A. <laughs> shout out Daddy to A. Um, we went for a walk this morning and um, Prego got two and a half miles in and we were wow. so close to being back to her house and she couldn't take it anymore. So we had to call AE to come pick us <laughs> up down the street. <laughs> and wow. we walked all the way to Ralph so she could get a plum. <laughs> a plum. And um, yeah, she's very excited and I'm very excited. And uh, she was actually going to announce the pregnancy on Monday. And then obviously in the passing of Nipsey, she was like, mm, not the time, not oh, yeah. the time. And then she was even scared to announce it yesterday because she really thought she was going to get like some hate. And I'm like, I mean, it's not like you made up the pregnancy or you're like, hey, pay attention. Like you're literally fucking pregnant, bro. Like you have yeah, to announce yeah. it at some point. So like, and you have like a whole ass bump too. So it's like, it was not even like there. you're like announcing it a weekend. Like, wait a second, too much attention on everyone else but me. Look at me. It's yeah. like you have a whole big ass bump. You can't even go out anymore without yeah. someone. They're gonna report it. So, um, shout out to them. It's a little baby boy. Bash is gonna be oh. a big brother. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and yeah. All right. So where we got? We got to. Um, I want tell them where you could what where they could find all the agency and you and everything, and then um. Like why, I guess why, what else they can, what they can get from it. And so we're going to have an event. Oh yeah. Actually we're, I'm announcing it here. I haven't said it anywhere. Yay. But yes. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Exclusive. Yes. So it's um, May 19th, May 18th. May 18th. What day of the week is Saturday. that? It's Saturday. And um, because Marissa's going to be on it. Oh, I was like, where's Addie? Just no yes. May 18th is a Saturday off the top. <laughs> I'm also going to the Museum of Fruit that day, which is right. why I do The Museum that. of Fruit? Yes, it's like Tacotopia. When are we going to Tacotopia? I didn't buy the tickets yet, but we're going to go. Do you want to come with us, Ariella? Let's yeah. do it. We can do it as like a family. Oh, Tacotopia. Thank you. So the event is called Bet on Yourself, and Fire. it's about creating your, basically your being your own brand or like letting go of a company. Because a lot of people are so attached to a company, but they don't understand that you yourself are a company, you are a business. So I really wanna share those stories. Um, oh, I'm gonna announce, totally, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna announce the rest of the panelists soon, but Marissa will be on it. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. So we do have events. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, it's hire, H-I-R-E dot women. W-O-M-E-N. And I post- E-N, you grammar motherfuckers. Not <laughs> hire woman, hire women. All right. of us, hire all of us. We all need the jobs. Right. <laughs> I need it. Give and me. a salary. Right. <laughs> like hire us and then pay us equally or yeah. more. 
Oh um, my God. Yes. Yeah. So uh, on that <laughs> and on hire women, I make it a point to really talk about mindset because I feel like success is a mindset. That's it's a state of mind. I talk about a lot of stuff because how to get out of depression or how to, I had a girl tell me I helped her out of depression. Isn't that an amazing? Yes. I was like, whoa. Almost a scary feeling. Listening like, to like, this podcast when yeah. I was the most depressed that I was, this podcast, I, I think I said Same. this before, this podcast and Proper Etiquette and Amber Rose's show. And that for me, like the, the merging of all of those last year, I was oh, like, yeah. that was like a super cool moment for me. I swear, I was telling Marissa, I'm like, there's days where I'm just like, I'm not in the mood. Cause like literally all my days are consumed by learning and listening to like, business or like mindset stuff mostly mindset and some days I'm just like I just need to have fun yeah and I put Marissa like your guys's and it's like you guys are a staple like I hear you guys talk all the time so it's like let me just be in here I want to hear you guys and yeah I was so excited to have you. and like I felt like today was a great day to do that because yeah. you are from LA you know yeah. and you can speak and we were literally together the yeah day that we and found you out about obviously Nessie. are super invested in making people invested in themselves and like which that's is so what, on brand for this show it's like right. what we all it's on brand with the right. show and yeah. it's on brand with like Nipsey's message like yeah, invest in literally you even all said of this just marries yourself itself. like yeah. that let that sounds like an album all money yeah all money yeah oh that's amazing yeah there really is so yes so hire dot women um uh support your homegirls as a hashtag or is it also a page i love that too it's a hashtag fire yeah Yeah. so it's within hire women it's support your homegirls and orgullosamente latina which is something i did when like the president got elected and i felt like we either had to like hide or really be like out there so i was Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna be out there and and just be hella proud even more mm-hmm. and and make people uncomfortable if that makes you uncomfortable absolutely you know? make a motherfucker uncomfortable support your homegirls is such an important message because yeah. a lot of times you know we have love for our friends and we say that we have love yeah. for our friends but do we really support them and do we and show we'll up to fucking, their events we'll post we... a birthday to a celebrity and we'll buy an album but we're yes. not buying a ticket to our friends motherfucking events or, or their books or their whatever exactly i think that that is super super important to actually stand by that message and, and here's here's the girl. thing is that it, i think that's a conditioning thing because growing up you hear they're not there aren't enough men in the world that there's way more women so naturally we're fighting for men that don't even need like they're not even worth it thank you and um and also it's like we're conditioned to believe that only one person can work here only one mm-hmm. we can only have because one rate of personality or but it's also like we like oh the this is a building we got to yeah. open yeah. up rapper, two spots girl. for women open up two spots for let's let's get two people of color in the building like that so then they always yeah. feels like you're competing with and people and they'll get like they'll yeah. get like a, a a spanish woman and be like what we ticked off both boxes minority oh, she's yeah. half yeah. black and she's half yeah. chinese let's put her on the show yeah, like exactly. that's perfect yeah. No, it's true. Oh, yeah. also, this just reminded me, like, sp- just speaking of support your homegirl, shout out to my homegirl, Casey. She has a really dope candle business. And Ooh. you just made me realize, like, she gave me a candle, but I have not purchased a candle. And I'm going to put my motherfucking money where my mouth is. And mm-hmm. I'm going to purchase I a candle after this show. So, yeah, it's called Light in Transit is her candle company. And you guys should check it out because they're fucking cool. Nice. Shout out to Casey. No, um, it's true. Invest yeah. in your friends and in small businesses because if you go to Macy's, they don't care about you. If you go totally. to small place totally. businesses, you're literally like helping us support our families. Mm-hmm. So. so yes. Um so thank you so much for fucking coming to this. Thank you. Honestly, for- this episode just like inspired me now i'm in a fucking great mood i was not in a good mood when i came here because i'm <laughs> been pmsing for a week and my period still isn't here and I, if i'm pregnant god immaculate miracle yeah <laughs> i mean i can't be pregnant right if i got my period two times since i've had sex no nope. you're not pregnant. okay i'm not pregnant and you're looking like skinny mini poly pocket oh my god <laughs> tiny i saw you on on what sunday and i was like oh my god yeah see me i, am so I don't think poly pockets <laughs> having another poly pocket <laughs> um m-e-i-a podcast at gmail.com you're also at meet the industry if you just yes. want to holler at her um joyce prime Ariella, y'all know everything uh at marissa explains and we will talk to you guys next week rest in peace nipsey hustle and rest, rest in peace hassan rest, rest in peace. peace rest in power yes yes all money in hey damn good episode he matched the nigga next day we went to sam ash he bought a pro tools and a microphone Studio was far from plush, but them lights was on. Couple hundred thousand stashed at my mama's home. Real estate in Atlanta, but ain't nobody know. Mac 11's in the safe, hidden in the...